here we are, right? We are, we are here at the Christmas time. I mean, tomorrow is Christmas Day. Kids are excited. And um, just out of curiosity, how many have already wrapped all your presents? All right. Are we there, babe? Okay, yeah, we're... I do wrap presents just, just to... I'm, I like to wrap presents. I'm one of those kind of guys that likes to wrap. And so, like, she'll bag everything. Like, she's a bag lady. Like, she'll just, I'm going to, that's one of those things, like, I really shouldn't have said that. I know, I'm just in trouble now. But, like, she's, it's easy just to put things in bag, put some paper. I like to fold, and I like that. I'm that kind of a guy. It's not because that's how I am in life. It's just I like pretty presents. Um, but we're, we're, we're done, to my knowledge. So it's, uh, so just curious if, where you were on that, but we're, we're ready for it. And, and doesn't it seem like just, it didn't seem that long ago that we were complaining that they had Christmas decorations out and it wasn't even Halloween yet. And here we are now, we're the day before. So, I mean, it's happened, it's here, and we're going to experience uh, Christmas tomorrow. We spent some, we made a list, we've, we've, um, we've gotten our ugly sweaters out of the way, we've, we've par- purchased the tree, we've got all the decorations down out of the attic, all of our cards are purchased and filled out. And by the way, thank you for the grace that you've shown me. I got cards from a lot of you, even though you knew I wasn't going to send you a card. You're just good people that way, and I just I appreciate the grace that you showed me. And some of you let me know. I know you're not sending cards out, but I still wanted you to have one. So thank you. We've gone to events and parties and bought gifts for everybody. We've even planned the Christmas menu. And we've purchased everything we need for that, and, and so here we are. And I'm here to just remind you not to miss Jesus. So this whole series we've been, we've been doing this month about don't miss it. Don't miss the moments. Don't miss the people. Don't miss, I mean, we, don't miss Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11 is just full of so much goodness. It says this, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings. That's, that's a great word. It just means good news of great joy. And the word great there is the word mega. Mega joy. Sounds like a really friendly transformer. <laughs> Which shall be to all people. That's the whosoever. For unto you is born This day in the city of David, a Savior or a Deliverer, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus is the focus of this entire story, and he was the focus of all of Scripture. And his coming and his redeeming you and I is what it's all about. And I just would beg you that in the midst of all of the busyness, that you intentionally take a moment, take many moments, and remember Christ. So here's the challenge. Don't miss him because we all need him. Regardless of how important your life is to you, how busy you seem to be, don't miss him. Regardless of of how religious you are or how familiar you are with a story, don't 
miss him. It doesn't matter how close you are to people who do know him and love him. Don't miss him. Think about this. The innkeeper very likely could have heard the cries of Jesus. And I know scripture says no crying he makes. That wasn't scripture. That's just a song. I was testing your Bible knowledge. There's no biblical evidence that he didn't cry, just to say. But there is, there is the possibility that regardless of how close you are to somebody else who knows and loves Jesus, that you could miss them. There's the possibility, no matter how much you are familiar with the story, that you could miss them. Because you can have everything you need in this world. You can have all the knowledge of Scripture and know all about religion and be close to people who follow Christ and still not know Jesus yourself. So let me clarify what I mean. And, and, and this, is, this is not unfamiliar to many of us, but let me just clarify this. And the first clarity I want to give you, and that is the fact that, that knowing about Jesus is not the same as knowing Jesus. And I know that that's a subtle difference, but it is all the difference in the world. Because you can know all about somebody and never have met them, right? I'm reading a book right now called Not a Fan by Kyle Eidelman. I recommend it highly. And he gives this this illustration. He pastors a large church in California, and he actually has a very famous soap opera star that goes to his church. And he's good friends with this soap opera star. And the soap opera star, that's really hard to say. Soap opera. Sounds like one word when I say that, soap opera. So this soap opera star, I'm just going to give in to it. I'm going to embrace it. He has a fan club, and this fan club meets on a yearly basis, and they get to actually meet the soap opera star. It's getting better. And so when they go, so, so here's the thing. Kyle is good friends with this star, and he asked, Kyle asked, no, the star asked Kyle to, to speak from the word of God at the fan meeting one year, whatever they call the fan club meeting that they do, soap opera con or something, I don't know. <laughs> so, so Kyle rides in the car with the, with the soap opera star, and it would have been a lot easier if I just had written down his name. And he, like, he knows them. Like, they've been to each other's house. They know each other. And, and so they get there, and he realized how little he actually knows of this famous person. Because the people there knew all the names of his kids, what birthdays they were, what shoe size he wore. All of the roles that he's had. They knew everything about him. But for most of them, that was the first time they'd ever met him. They knew all about him. They just did not know him. That's what I'm talking about. Knowing all about Jesus, knowing the Christmas story, knowing all about why he came is not the same as knowing him. Because, listen to this, fans are not the same as friends. So let's be clear, knowing about Jesus is not the same as knowing Jesus. Let's be clear about this too, that knowing, that to know Jesus is to have a relationship with Jesus. So we're not, so so here's, Jesus is a person. And there has to be a time in your life 
when you actually meet him in order to get to know him and start a relationship with him. And the quality of your relationship is in direct proportion to your level of commitment to that relationship. And the quality of your relationship is in direct proportion to your communication in that relationship. Jesus is a person, and to know him requires a relationship. And let me clarify this as well, that believing in Jesus is not the same as following him. And I'm not trying to walk a fine line here about who is saved and who's not saved and who really got it and who didn't really get it. I'm not here to cause you to doubt anything. I'm here to just try and be as honest with you as I can because I think a lot of people believe that Jesus is the Son of God and a lot of people believe, but they don't know him. They don't have a relationship with him. They don't follow him. Five times in the Gospels, Jesus said, believe in me. Twenty times he said, follow me. And there's a difference between believing and following. Because an experience with Jesus Christ will change your life. It has to. That's the the effect that he has. It's a major shift in your life that happens when you connect with Jesus Christ. But we like to live our lives sprinkling just a little bit of Jesus in here and there in hopes that he'll make our lives better and take us to heaven one day when we die. But that's not what Jesus is looking for in this relationship. What God expects and what Jesus deserves is a 100% committed relationship. Kyle said in his book, he said this, he said, people want to be close enough to Jesus, listen, to get all the benefits, but not so close that it requires anything of them. Let that sink in for a second. So what has your relationship with Christ cost you? Like, what have you invested in this relationship? Believing in Jesus is not the same as following him. So, so, so what does it mean to know Jesus? How can I make sure that I don't miss him? There's a beautiful portion of Scripture in John. And John is, by the way, if you're a new believer, John is a great place to start. It's the fourth book in the New Testament. There are four Gospels written. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all of them tell the story of Jesus' life here on earth from a different perspective. It's so, it's so neat to read them all, and you can read about the same events happening, and it comes from a different perspective, and it feels differently, and you learn something new. And John has a unique approach to who Jesus was, and he starts this book off setting, setting this beautiful place for who Jesus is. And he says this in John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. He says this, and he came unto his own, which is what Christmas is all about, and his own received him not. But to many, and here's the word, but as many as received him, that means to to take him in. We'll get into that in just a minute. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. 
even to them that believe on his name. That word believe there is not just acknowledging to be true. It's about entrusting yourself to. So here's the two conditions. And I don't, to be honest, I don't, after I wrote the notes and made the slides, I don't like the words condition. But two conditions found in John chapter 1 for knowing Jesus. I like the word aspects rather than condition. Two aspects, if you will, for knowing Jesus that we find in this passage, and that is receive and believe. Receive and believe. And I don't know where you are in your relationship with God, but I would ask you just to have a good conversation with the Lord and be as transparent and honest as you can with him and ask yourself, have I received him and do I believe? Receiving Jesus looks a little bit like this. So as Jesus presents himself to you, and he has, he's offered himself to you, that you welcome him into your life for who he is. Now let me, we're going to dig down just a little bit. That means if, if he comes to you as Savior, that you accept his salvation. That means if he comes to you as your provider, you accept what he gives you. That means if he comes to you as counselor, you listen to his counsel. If he comes to you as leader, you welcome his leadership. If he comes to you as king, you welcome his rule in your life. Receiving Jesus for who he is. <laughs> Here's the truth. Jesus is not interested in a peaceful coexistence. You do your thing, he does his thing. That's not what he's interested in. He doesn't want to be a house guest. That if he plays the music too loud, you kick him out. Right? If he disturbs things too much, yeah, that's not what we were looking for in this relationship. That's not the kind of receiving that Jesus is interested in. Receiving Jesus is welcoming for who he is into your life. I believe we serve a gracious God, and I do believe that whosoever will. But sometimes I think we make believing in Jesus such a lighthearted affair that we don't realize that the relationship can and should change our lives. And receiving has a lot to do with that life change. And I love what he says here about believing. The second condition that we see in this verse, these verses are, are believing. And believing is more than just acknowledging the truth of who he is. You might be familiar with a verse of Scripture that says, even the devils believe and tremble. So believing is simply an acknowledgement that he is who he said he was, but it goes deeper than that. It is more than just an intellectual nod that Jesus is God. It is entrusting yourself to him. Let me show you the difference. In John chapter 3, there's a, there's a Pharisee that came to Jesus, and it's interesting that he came to him at night because... <clears throat> He was a pretty well-off and well-to-do and well-respected Pharisee. You had two groups of people that were teachers of the law. You had Sadducees and Pharisees. And the Sadducees kind of inherited their position. They, they, it was passed down to the, from their parents, and they, they assumed the role. They still were incredibly knowledgeable. But the Pharisees, 
they, they were not born into it. They, they had to really work hard to become a Pharisee. So Nicodemus is that. Nicodemus is the Pharisee. He had to memorize, as a young child, he memorized the first five books of what we call the Old Testament. I mean, he, he, he knew it. He knew what the law was. But Jesus really intrigues him. And so let me show you the difference between believing here and knowing. So he comes to Jesus at night because it would have cost him a lot if it had been apparent that he was giving in to who Christ was. He eventually did, though, I believe. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know. See that word? We know. We acknowledge mentally, right? We know that you are a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. And then Jesus, I didn't put this up there, but Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I send to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What I love about Jesus' response is it kind of ignores what he just said. So he comes to him and says, Now, now listen, we, we know that you're a teacher come from God. That's his big introductory statement. Like he's being really gracious to God. We know you're a teacher come from God because you do these incredible works. And then Jesus just looks at him and says, except you've been born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Like he goes exactly where he knew Nicodemus needed to go in this conversation. And then further down, we, we arrive at probably one of the most popular verses in Scripture. And that is John chapter 3, verse 16. And now we're going to look at the difference between knowing about and believing in. For God so loved the world that he was only begotten son. <laughs> Isn't that something Jesus was talking to him about himself right there? That whosoever believes in him, relies upon, puts their trust in, should not perish but have everlasting life. And there's this whole dialogue where where Nicodemus is trying to wrap his brain around what Jesus is talking about. And then Jesus says in verse 18, He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And Jesus just lays it out there. Now listen, I don't know where you're coming from this morning. I don't know what your background is. I don't know what your relationship with Christ is. But you're here this morning. Good job. You're here this morning. Thank you. It's a big deal to us that you are here. Maybe you came out of habit. You, know, you just always go to church on Sunday. You just, I mean, it is Christmas Eve. Let's go to church. Maybe you were guilted into coming. <laughs> Maybe you're visiting from out of town and they said they were going to lock you out of the house if you didn't, get to, didn't come to church with them. Maybe it's just tradition. Maybe you just, maybe you just love all of this. Regardless of why you're here, we're glad that you're here. And I think what it shows is that it's like, yeah, there's, there's more to this holiday than what so many people make it out to be. And the needed change that you're looking for is found in Jesus. It can't be found in a bottle. 
It can't be found in a relationship. It can't be found in money. My friend, it can't even be found in religion. What you're looking for can only be found in Jesus Christ. There was a, uh, an Olympic rifle shooter that was in the 2004 Olympics. And his name was Matt Emmons. So he was in first place, and he had one more shot to win the gold. This is, I'm not making this up this time. It's a real story. So Matt Emmons, he had scored an average of 9.3 on every one of his shots thus far in the competition. And he only needed a 7.2 to win the gold. Basically, all he had to do was hit the target, and he would win the gold. So he lines up, and he fires, and he hits a bullseye. But he's disqualified because he was on lane two, and he hit the target for lane three. He was on target, but he missed it because he was aiming at the wrong target. And I believe you're sincere, and I believe that you're genuine, and I believe that you want what's best for your life, and I believe that you believe in Jesus. That's why you're here. But are we aiming at the wrong thing? I believe you're trying hard, but sometimes you can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. Maybe we're just focusing on the wrong target. So here's my, here's my desire for you. Jesus doesn't want to just be a part of your life. He wants all of it. And I'm asking you this morning, don't miss it. Like, don't miss what it means to be a follower of Jesus. In just a minute, we're going to pray. And I mean that like any minute as in 60 seconds. We're going to pray. Hey, Rob. Um. That was inconspicuous. (laughs) That's going to go down as one of my favorite moments of all time right there. (laughs) Rob trying to be inconspicuous. That's awesome. So you have this incredible opportunity to take this step in that relationship with Jesus Christ. And the last thing I would want is for you to walk out of here and leave here the same way as you came. And if you already have a relationship with Jesus, could I just, could I just ask you to open all the doors up and just let him have free reign in your life to make changes, to remodel, to do whatever he wants to do. But if you've never connected with Christ, you came to a great place and we want to have that conversation. In just a moment, we're going to pray. And you're welcome to, to, to talk to me. And Todd's going to be down front. And you can talk to him. But we need to have this conversation. And whether you just start the conversation now, maybe we, we talk about it later, that's fine. But I think that it's serious enough that you ought to take the time to get to know Jesus so you don't miss that at this critical time of year. Let's pray. Father, we do love you. And thank you for loving us and for your incredible goodness to us.
I'm not sure exactly why anybody else came here this morning, but to that one person or those few folks that that don't know what it means to, to know you, I pray, Father, that that would happen today, that that introduction would be made. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.